Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Hear that? It's fan mail. Wait, listen. Hear that? You guys got fan mail? I got fan mail. Maybe it was like the 10 or 12 years. Coming up on 12 years, by the way, right in this blog. The whole social online media started in 2004. Remember the girlfriend I had at the time? She, you could just tell she went. Now she was conservative too. She was Republican, uh, but you could still tell uh, that she winced at me writing and my writing. She didn't. She didn't like my. Uh, it's not even the opinions, but the fact that I was so angry and hate-filled, and she didn't like what I wrote and all this other stuff. And I remember that she got her job because her. Her granddaddy was the number three guy at a very, very, very large corporation. And, um, and oh, the irony that this actually ended up paying off. Oh, my goodness. But I got fan mail now. And uh, it's not that I just happened to get it. It, it did come from somewhere. Mr. Clary, who, who wrote this? KG. KG writes, Hi, Mr. Clary. I've been watching your videos for a number of months now. And admittedly, I was skeptical at first. Such strong opinions from a middle-aged white man about socioeconomics tend to be followed by a shriek of white power. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't want to listen to basically the most successful sex and race on the planet, would you? We're just, we're just, we're just saying this for shits and giggles. You know, all that war and all that technology and all those inventions and all that crap that came from white men, not to mention all the personal pain and suffering and hard work I endured. Why the fuck would you want to listen to a guy living the dream, doing his own shit, answering to fucking no one? Why would you want to listen to that? Oh, that's right, because your teachers told you not to because I'm white and I'm male. I'm sorry, are white males allowed to have opinions anymore? This is fan mail, by the way, but I just just to, just to further make you think in a different way here, kid. You don't have to agree with it. Uh, are white males allowed to have opinions? Because I would love to see the day. It's happening now. I'd love to see the day when you try and get white males to really not have opinions with guns and threats of death. Because if, if you've forgotten, white males are pretty darn good at killing and destroying things if we put our minds to it. Now, I know most of the men out there, white males under 50, are pussies. I understand that. I understand that. I know you got, I got, you know, the emasculated millennials and the Gen Yers or Gen Z. Who I know their their arms are skinnier than Daddy Longlegs' arms. I know that. But, but just, you know, yeah, just, I like the premise. Oh, a white male who's middle-aged that has an opinion. Oh, we wouldn't want to listen to that either because, one, that group tends to do really fucking well. Or two, holy shit, uh, maybe we ought to let them have their opinions because those guys tend to like, ah, I don't know, except for Mao Zedong, kill millions with the push of a button. Not me, our engineering friends. Where the hell were we in this fan mail? Um, I don't know your 
personal. I don't know you personally, but your stance seems contextually appropriate, and I applaud your efforts. Well, thank you. I'm a 30-year-old college grad who majored in music technology. Oh, you, you regret that, I bet. The first few years after graduation were miserable. I worked shitty jobs outside of my major, all the while trying to survive in a shitty economy. Eventually, my misery led me to the fire department in which I've been blissfully employed for the past three years. So you still needed government assistance. You needed a government job. Just want to point that out. It's good. I mean, it's one of the legit government jobs where you actually do your work and there is an element of risk, your life. Yeah, so I'm just saying, just pointing it out, it was the public sector that came to your rescue, right? So it and and let's let's be very clear. I, I you go and you chase fires. I understand, uh, but it was charity. Okay, it, it this is the truest sense of public service. All right, this is why typically, although cops and firemen should be paid more for the uh, the obvious physical risk and the danger. Just, you know, did you have a service that the private sector demanded? Like, oh God, I can't work for the fire department. I make too much money here. Just pointing it out. Lesson for everybody else. Um, eventually, da, 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 in which I've been blissfully employed for the past three years. Well, good for you. I'm forced to stay in shape. Good. I'm off three days a week. All right. I make good money. Chicks love firemen. That they do. And it's fun as hell. If I could start over, I would have saved myself the grief, embarrassment, and $100,000 of debt by either joining civil service or the military straight out of high school. Bravo. Thank you for a report from the field, from the front lines. Someone who knows his shit. Someone who is speaking the truth. Uh, I always get the passive. Why are you sending men to their death? Why are you sending that? Do you know the death rate? Do you know the casualty rate? It's not that high. I know everyone knows there's a risk. You guys make it sound like I'm saying, hey, there's this place where you paid a lot of buttload of fucking money. Yeah, you get to play war and shoot guns and it's really fun shit. Nah, there's no drawbacks. Nah, they'll never figure out they might be sent to war if they join the military. How it, I love that, that one. Why are you sending men to their death? I'm not, I'm saying it's an option. I'm presuming you know when you go skydiving, there's a chance your parachute might not open. I'm presuming you know that if you work as a lumberjack, there's a chance a tree might fall on you. I'm, I'm presuming, although I remember there was an article one time when kids were actually being shipped off to Iraq, the parents were freaking out saying, we didn't know they'd go to war. I just, I, that, that was, already I knew how stupid the average American person was, but that was just a further little seed in there, a little, another ounce or gram on the balance of scales of Americans not give a shit about. Then the scale of give a shit about Americans, Americans not give a shit about that, that article was weighed for its, its microgram or whatever it was to not care about Americans anymore. Ba, 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 ba. Where are we here? Um, I am saving for a multifamily home and trying to start a business, but at the cost of living with my parents. Please tell these kids to thoroughly plan out their future before they decide to throw their money away. They're brilliant. Uh, if I didn't have student loans, I would most likely have my own property, business, and nice car by 30. If you do not attend school for STEM, the only other benefit is creating a professional work uh, network. Just a thought from one asshole to another. Thank you very much, uh, KG. I appreciate it very much. Because, I mean, it's one thing when I tell the kids, and I am, I'm getting to be that age. I'm almost as old as Byrne. I'm heaven forbid. I'm 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 not 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 as close. But someday, even I might reach reach the age of Francis. I might become a fifty year old pianist over in Philadelphia. You never know. But 
you're you're a decade and change younger than me. And so maybe, maybe these kids might listen to you. At least you figured it out. At least you knew. At least you... And that's kind of sad, though, because I'd imagine... Maybe this happens to a lot of the music majors in music therapy or music technology. You had, like, this passion for music. You obviously like music. You were a musician, I presume, or aiming to become one. And then... Uh, and then after you go through that kind of hell, you're like, I never want to touch a musical instrument ever again. I just like to have this passion. What could have been an, a great hobby if you worked as an accountant or an engineer, or in your case, a fireman. Uh, and you could have still played guitar. How many people don't want to have anything to do with it because of, of how college ruined it? How the, the financial bankruptcy of college just ruined uh, people's passions. Another fan mail, too. You like that, too? Two in a week. It's almost a record. Actually, I haven't been getting any hate mail. I wish I could get more hate mail. I could, I guess I could comb the comments in the YouTube sections for people that hate. Ironically, I don't get as much hate mail as I used to. Um, it's kind of sad. I kind of looked forward to that. Because it just, it makes me feel so good to piss people off. And now I don't know if I'm not pissing off people or the people just don't bother reading the titles or they're kind of like me. They enjoy the decline, but they're on the left. They don't pay attention anymore because they can't get get their uh, blood pressure up. There's just not enough hate going around. Will you guys go send my, forward my podcast to some feminists or something on Facebook? Uh, this comes from who? Who is this from? Where's the name? Adrian. Adrian writes, Hey Aaron, first of all, you made a big impact on my life, helping me to figure out a lot of truth in life that has been sobering, yet helped me make decisions to live a better life. Awesome. As well as intellectually stimulating stuff, politics, girls, economics, general life, shit, etc. So a big thanks for that. Thank you very much. Want to ask, why not do a more profitable alongside your passion for giving asshole advice? Like Amazon self-publishing, hiring people to write, not write your own shit, to make more money, or CPA marketing, etc. Affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing shit. Uh, hope you keep pumping out the intellectual videos too, not just the same. Don't fuck up ones. Ones for dumb, ignorant people because I'm bored. Keep up the good work. Well, don't worry. I always, I won't lie to you. I have like this stack of original videos I want to do. My YouTube channel started as just therapy, as my podcast did. And then Asshole Consulting came out of left field. And all of a sudden, as you guys are very well aware, you look on the, the YouTube channel, the uh, a disproportionate number of the videos are obviously requests. Um, but I do have this stack of videos I'd like to do, some of which are very, uh, they're, they're veritable speeches, two-hour speeches. If you want, look at To Save Capitalism. That's one I did a long time ago. And then another one, probably my best video, video I've done today, but it's it was a, a speech that I did, is Crusaderism. Look that up. There's some of, a, some of them like that that I would love to do. It just, there isn't the time. Uh, Asshole Consulting is doing too well. Uh, but to, to assuage your concerns that if Asshole Consulting ever slows down, don't worry, I got a plenty. I got more books than I do life expectancy I want to write. I got plenty of book ideas. I have plenty of video ideas. Uh, so don't worry. And I do try to throw in at least one original video a week, even if it is a, a short and sweet one. Um, but your idea, why not do more profitable do a more profitable alongside your passion for giving asshole advice. What do you mean? Something more profitable? Like Amazon self-publishing? I do that, dude. I have books. Did you not know? Did you not see the egregious amount of advertising and self-plugging I do for my awesome books? Uh, hiring people to write, not write your own shit to make more money. Like ghostwriting. I don't want to do ghostwriting. 
I don't want to have, I'll do ghostwriting for other people. Shit, I got MBAs for other people and did their homework. I already wrote papers, kind of like they do over at academiccomposition.com, our good friend Alex. Um, but for my own stuff, no. And people would be able to tell I have a very unique writing style. You got to read my books as if you're having me listen to a conversation. It's very conversational tone. Somebody would pick up a book that was written by somebody else. It'd be like a DNA print. They could tell immediately it wasn't me. And so, um, yeah, I couldn't do that. CPA marketing, affiliate marketing shit. No, I don't have... Here's the other thing. I don't want to make any more money. This is extra work. And right now, this is part of minimalism. Um, I was already happy as could be, a pig in mud, before asshole consulting. And now that's just extra icing on the cake. And I'm using that to pay off my house. And then hopefully when the house is paid off someday, uh, then I can, you know, I, I, I guess it would just be icing on the cake and now I got disposable income. I don't know. Uh, but I don't want to make even more money because that would require more work. And I'm, I'm kind of done. I don't, and honestly, I don't want to give the government any more money. It's not giving the government money. It's giving parasites the more money. It's giving frickin' millennials who majored in the liberal arts, bailing them out of their student loans, just like I had to bail out the frickin' bankers with my money. It's bailing out ghetto trash, barrio trash, and trailer trash, single moms who spread their legs and think they've achieved some fucking bullshit like that because they're fucking heroic single moms. And a guy couldn't pull out before he came inside her. Guy couldn't wrap it up. Somehow I'm rewarding these. Fuck that. I don't want to give these people any more money. Why would I Why would I literally transfer minutes of my precious and dwindling amount of time on this planet helping out the fucking degenerates of this country? Why would I work extra hours? Why would I make anything great? The only reason I would do something... And even the ghostwriting doesn't make sense because then there's no vanity in it for me. Oh, I wrote some great shit so somebody else could claim it. Although, I guess you are telling me that I, I should have someone else. No, then that's hypocritical. No, I got plenty of ideas, and they're not necessarily money makers. Just when the house is paid off, I'm going to have some fiction books I want to write that will have nothing to do with economics. Um, What else? I, I got some really fun, cool ideas. I'd like to get into metalsmithing and foundries. Melting and uh, making molds and working with molten metals. Um, none of these are these are just all hobbies. I'd like to, I'd like to just get out and hike a lot more. I'd like to be able to be in Phoenix or Las Vegas where there's hiking in your backyard. Uh, but the day will come. Not that old Cappy's going to retire, but it's not going to be. I'm banging out a book a year or a book and a half a year. It'll be kind of like, no, nah, Cappy's tired. Cappy's gonna. I, I would like to just continue writing good blog post pieces like I did the past two weeks. That's what I'd like to do. That's where the extra time's gonna go. But um, yeah, and I, it's not that I don't like asshole consulting. It's great, but uh, after a while, I can't, there's other fun stuff I want to do. Not this fun. Anyway, welcome to the Clary Podcast. How you guys doing? We are doing the late night Clary Podcast, and just so you know, I gotta work out. I gotta tweak some other things here. I am broadcasting from the new recording studio, uh, but the problem I'm facing, everything's working out fine. It's going as planned. My plan is going excellently. It's midnight. I'm not waking up my tenants. I'm not waking up my neighbors. I'm not waking up the girlfriend. Um, the only problem is I want to do this thing called the zero fucks given hour. Kind of like a late night George Norrie out in the middle of the desert or whoever the hell that guy was that would broadcast to the uh, truckers. I want to do a zero fucks given hour, 
But the problem is I've insulated and soundproofed this thing so well, it's pretty far away from the router. So I don't know if I could do a live stream on YouTube. That's the only thing. I got pretty good internet access. It's all right for wireless. I could do text and email and images. But video and audio, I think, over live stream or, or, or over the broadband, I don't know if I got enough, if I got a good enough connection. So I might have to drill a hole, which I'm going to do anyway and run some uh, electricity out here. Because right now I just got an extension cord for heat and electricity. Going to run some actual electric out here, and then I'm going to probably put like a little hole around that to to thread through some uh, Cat Five cable or Cat Seven or whatever the hell we're up to now. I don't know. Don't email me. Don't tell me. I don't care, nerds. I don't care what cat level we're up to. And then I just do a direct plug in. That'll give me pretty good internet access, and I could do live streaming and all that other stuff. Um, but and then the other thing is the heater I got makes too much noise. So you'd hear this constant in the background. And so it gets cold, so I have to stop, turn on the heater, heat up the the shed. Um, but with these are these are minor things. I could find a, a, a noiseless heater, maybe one of those non-fan heaters. I'll have to test the heaters. Um, but, uh, but that's it. So, um, yeah, so it's great. So that, that might be coming, not this year, Um I'd have to really hustle on that uh, because in January I'm taking off to the south, heading down to Phoenix, heading down to Las Vegas, uh, and I'm going to hang out there. Unfortunately, I won't be going to Florida. I know I run into some some regular fans down there in Florida. Unfortunately, I won't be coming down there this winter because my buddy moved from Florida to Vegas. He still goes to Florida, but um, and actually I'm not flying. I'm driving this time because uh, I need to get back and I need a vehicle when I'm away for a month and a half. And so uh, I won't be going to Florida, and I will uh, just be chilling out in the desert. And uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do the zero fucks. The zero fucks given hour really requires no one's around. So I have to do it during the daytime when no one's around. I need good internet access, and uh, and if it's at night, then I need a. I can't do it in public or, or even in private because I don't own a piece of property out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Uh, it'd have to be a sound studio like this. So, um, you know what? Let us get our sponsors out of the way real quick, and then we'll move on to the important news. We always have to do the news. Oh, it's the holiday season. Do 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 do. Very happy Christmas. You want to be a very happy Christmas, don't you? Well, then go buy all your fucking Christmas gifts and all your online purchases through my Amazon affiliate program. It is a win-win situation for all of us. Uh, Basically, if you go through my affiliate program, I get a 7% commission for basically being their salesman. So you go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You click on the Amazon banner. You do not bookmark it because that's against the rules. Uh, So you got to get into that habit. You go to the Amazon affiliate thing. And then you'll notice that it, it takes you to the Amazon site. You'll see a little bit of extra code. And that tells Amazon you came from the old captain's site. And then anything you buy during that shopping session, I get a 7% cut of. Uh, do not do it on the phone. I found out on the phone it doesn't work. I know a lot of you got the app. I know it's convenient to you now. It's just, God almighty, the technology moves so quickly. I remember flip phones. I remember when I was excited to get a flip phone. I thought that was the cool thing. Any of you remember the Motorola Razor? Any of you remember Motorola? <laughs> Just, 
No, it's a flip phone. It's cool. And then voice recognition, you could just say, call Bill. And it would it, it, it would call. Um, anyway, so if you do all your online Amazon or all your online shopping uh, through my Amazon affiliate program, that'd be great. The goal is to pay off my mortgage, which we are utterly failing to do. I was kind of hoping it'd be a cappy miracle that there'd be this kind of minimalistic bachelor. He'd be drinking himself into oblivion. He'd be a nihilist. And then, then the Christmas elf would come by and say, Oh, Cappy, happy tidings and great joy for all the pain, assery, and misery you went through as a child having to perform at the church Christmas carol ceremony things, memorizing two hours worth of fucking bullshit and Silent Night in German, even though they could have given you a piece of fucking paper to read off. No, no, to go through all that bullshit... Uh, 40 years forsooth come the the great angel of elf Christmas and he will make it so that all your listeners will buy. No, it didn't happen. That would be a very weird Christmas carol, Christmas story. I'm thinking somewhere between a Christmas carol with uh, Scrooge and there'd be an alcoholic bachelor and then somehow there'd be hallucinations with alcohol and the Christmas elf would come in, but he'd be smoking a cigar. It would be kind of a tough ass on the bachelor, like the bachelor is in his own world. And then he'd go through some kind of a dream sequence, and then would there'd be some moral learned. And then in the end, he'd just say "fuck it," and and then uh, as long as he got my money or something like that, there'd be a, it'd be a very <laughs> it, it's 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 a work in progress. I just pulled it out of my ass. Don't expect like some kind of you know. Oscar-esque kind of performance. Anyway, go to the Amazon affiliate program, buy your, your online. And it doesn't have to just be Christmas. If you do all your online affiliate programs, you, you want to help out the old captain here. You don't want it to cost you nothing because you're going to go buy the stuff anyway. Uh, get into the good habit, and that keeps the lights on and keeps the uh, hosting costs and all that other stuff. I, I don't even drink no more. Honest to God, the um, well, I'm coming up on 100-plus days. The uh, the no drinking has actually paid for all my hosting costs and all that. Uh, then we have all my books that uh, you can buy for your own or for Christmas. There's Reconnaissance Man. Uh, that's available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Make a great book for anyone wandering in the desert. If you, if you don't know where you are in life, if you're not where you want to be, the book is for you. Okay, just go get the freaking book. All right? Uh, there's the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That's for, obviously for any black man who's in poverty and would like to get out. I like to say it's for black men who demand better than what the leftist socialist pieces of scum. The true, your true slave masters, your true slave masters, they're the ones that, that you know, if you're sick of them, if you'd like to be free, go get that book. Uh, paperback and Kindle. Fortunately, not audiobook as of yet. Bachelor Pad Economics, that's for everybody out there and of the female persuasion, too. Uh, you could get that in paperback, audio, and Kindle. Audio is read by our good friend Dave Serini. So if you want to go visit him, go to stairsatthe-world.com. His YouTube channel, he's back doing YouTubes now. So you get yourself your daily, do- well, not daily, but weekly dose of philosophy. Uh, Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Now is the perfect time. Your child or the young one that went off to college, they're down. Now you kick them while they're down. They wouldn't listen to you before. For the first 18 years of life, you were just square dad, you were just square mom. But now I think come Christmas time, now that they've gone to college for for one full semester, and it isn't turning out the way they'd like, and it, it's just, because that's how millennial college-age students sound, uh, now's the time to 
to kick them while they're down with this book. You can get it in paperback, Kindle, or audio. I've made it convenient for everybody like me who doesn't like to read. It's audio book. Um, but regardless, it makes a great gift because it is true, tough, fatherly love. And look, if you're this emasculated eunuch of a modern-day husband, I know the modern-day American husband is a pussy and a spineless coward, and you can't stand up to your mom or your mom. <laughs> well, you can't stand up to your mom, who is now your wife, basically. That's, that's what it is. You can't stand up to your wife. Uh, you can't stand up to your kids. Uh, this is a way I will take the flack. You can lie. You can say, someone said this was a good book. I didn't read it. I don't know anything about it. And then they can get angry at me and call me names. Because apparently I could take it and you can't. But get that for a niece, nephew, anybody you like, uh, Sarah. Enjoy the decline. That is now an obsolete book until Trump gets unelected. Uh, and what is it? 20... 2020. So when Trump gets kicked out, I know. Look at all you guys. Don't spurg out on me, guys, on the right. I'm kidding. I don't know. We don't know. We'll see how Trump does. I, I'm actually cautiously optimistic of Trump's chances. The 100-day plan is uh, not that bad. I'd like to see a little bit of balanced budget amendment in there, but so far, uh, it's quite apolitical. Uh, some everybody could probably get on board with at least half of his points. Uh, but uh, so if he if he if he executes on that, well, it, he might get reelected. Just the fact he's not having uh, lobbyists anymore in his in his uh, cabinet that's uh, pretty good. But anyway, um, so enjoy the decline. the The fundamentals are still there. If you want, go ahead and get that. That's coming out in audio book as well. Our buddy Jim Fears putting that together. Uh, Curse of the High IQ. That's for everybody. All you schmoes. All you people listening right now. Chances are you got a high IQ, and chances are you are suffering for it in unknown ways, even to yourself. So get that book, Curse of the High IQ. It's available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Uh, that one's done really well. I actually like well, I like all my books, um, but that one turned out uh, a little bit better than I, I thought it would. And uh, that will make a good Christmas gift, honestly. That would make a really good Christmas gift. Actually, you know what? That would be a really clever curveball to throw to a girl. You can play, you can play, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, not reliable ignorance or, what's the legal term? Uh, my lawyer's yelling at me now. What is that legal term? Plausible deniability. Okay, here, here, listen to this. Okay. You, common problem. This is brilliant. God, I'm a genius. All right, you boys out there, and maybe some of you girls too, but you boys out there predominantly, let's say you're on the conservative libertarian side of politics, and you're dating a girl now, and I got to get her something. You got to get her something. Now, what you can do, like the pussy, spineless, ballless eunuch of modern-day American husbands and fathers, you could buy her this book and say, a friend of mine recommended this to me. You haven't read it. You're an idiot. This book isn't for you. And you, I, I think it, you'd like it because it's called Curse of the High IQ. You're very intelligent. Now, this will achieve many things. One, it's a cheap Christmas gift, so you don't have to buy it. Two, um... It will test her politics because it, it, while it's apolitical, it certainly is not touchy-feely liberal. And then three, it'll schmaltz her. It'll schmooze her. You're like, hey, I think you're very intelligent and you might like this book because, I don't know, I, I think, but let me know because I want to read it after. You know, again, the plausible deniability. So you tell her she's smart. You find out whether she's like a conservative or libertarian or she's some touchy little snowflake. And then three, it's a cheap-ass book. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
That's why you guys pay me. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to help. I'm here to make money off of you. Oh, but he's honest. So, uh, yeah, Chris of the High IQ, that's for all you guys who are serious about it. But then also, it makes a great book to filter out the leftist idiot girls in your dating life when you're in college. Behind the Housing Crash, that's uh, just my first book. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get rid of that. And you guys going to buy that? Do you really? You know what? Just take a look. See how it's selling. Come on, Google. Let's get the bing. Why did I pay for high-speed internet? Behind the housing crash. All right, let's see how this is selling. Um, yeah, one millionth place. Eh. Yeah, I'll take it off the list. I'll take it off the list. You guys aren't buying it. Plus, it's out of date. There's, I mean, everyone knows what happened to the housing crash. But then we have my other books, and uh, these are these are nice books. Uh, they're the best of the blog posts. Uh, so there's Captain Capitalism Top Shelf. There's Captain Capitalism Reserve. That's 800-odd pages. That'll take you a while to read through. And then if you want something a little bit fun and frivolous, uh, although maybe a bit pricey unless you get the Kindle version, uh, there's Captain's Quarterly. Uh, and that has a cute model in various states of dress, ranging anything from French maid outfit to uh, 1950s housewife in heels. And uh, and actually, it's got some really good, really good uh, articles in there as well. Anyway, so that's uh, Captain's Quarterly. It's kind of more magazine format. You could put it on the cigar smoking table or the the picture table. Um, yeah, and that that I always had the idea that it would kind of be going into like barber shops. And cigar lounges, and there'd be this high brow. It'd be like Playboy, high. Well, not even okay. Higher brow than Playboy, with pretty girls to look at. But everyone thought no. Uh, then we have other people's book: Frank Servies, Uncle Nick, Burning the Midnight, and Pretty Lies Parish. You can find those all available at Amazon.com, uh, or you could go to CapitalCapitalism.blogspot.com and click on his link there below. Uh, that would make a good little fictional book. Well, it is a good fictional book, but a good gift. Uncle Nick where basically it's the fictional character who takes all the philosophies and principles and it's it's reincarnated into the fictional character, Uncle Nick, uh, where he goes and does his thing and insults people by being truthful, blunt, honest, and all the other stuff girls say they want but they really don't want. Uh, then we have Adam Pickett's two books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and then Pushing Rubber Downhill, both available on Amazon. I think both are available now in audiobook. And uh, if you get sick and tired of listening to the Clary podcast, you could go to his uh, blog, Pushing Rubber Downhill, where you can read his blog. And he also has his own podcast, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Uh, that's on SoundCloud, I believe. But go visit our Australian buddy, Adam Piggott. TJ Martinell, The Stringers. You can find that on Amazon.com, available in paperback and Kindle, I think. And Trollbert, technically pronounced True Liberty, but spelled like Dogbert, Catbert. Trollbert, T-R-U-L-B-E-R-T, by Mitchberg at shotinthedark.info. Uh, it's pronounced True Liberty. It's a great, funny little book. And, of course, that's because the old-timers, you see, they, they, they kind of, what is this Internet thing going on? What do you mean there's more than three, four, I'm going to make it? Why does everybody just do the Kindle? What is with that? I don't understand. This, there's this, this movement. Like, the older you get, you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to mail it in. I'm gonna. I'm only gonna do Kindle. 
I put 99.9% of the effort into producing this book, and then the remaining 1%, I'm going to put it just in one format. Oh, it might take another whole 1% to put it in paperback, and it might take another whole 2% to put it in audiobook, but now fuck it, why would I want three times the amount of sales? No, I'm just going to go, Kindle's enough for me. It's it's like going to like the Black Hills, or not even going to the Black Hills, it's like going to the Badlands, like, yep, we made it to the Badlands. You don't even go into the park, you just sit up, oh, there it is, you turn around and go back to Chicago. You don't drive through the park, you don't go to the Black Hills, you don't see Mount Rushmore, you don't check out Deadwood. No, no, that's enough. We we saw, we did 99% of the work. Why fuck with the remaining 1% and enjoy all that much more money and wealth? So, that's available in uh, Kindle only. Oh, peep, this is why I'm, this is why I charge. This is why I charge. Because nobody, no, it, it's... Charging is that swift and kick in the ass that people need. When you tell them you give advice, you try to help. That doesn't help, that doesn't work. But when you kick their ass, then they listen. Uh, then we have Feminism by Janet Blomfeld. Bloomfield, sorry. Uh, it's Judgy Bitch. Go to judgybitch.com. She's got her best blog posts there in a book called Feminism. Spelled exactly as it sounds with that apostrophe there. And then The Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. That's available on uh, uh, Amazon, as they all are. And basically, imagine if the captain was married. And that would be the advice that this... And I've met the guy, the dude, Alex. Alex Peck has some pecs. Alex is a ripped physique. I mean, he's he knows what he's doing, guys. I mean, this is not some some fucking idiot hiding behind an anime avatar, although I, I do have an anime avatar. Because I like Japanese anime, only good ones, though. Uh, but this is not some fat dork who's just lifting articles and bits of advice from all the red pill community and then compiling it into a book and, you know, can string it along and make it sound like a, like a, a, a well-authored piece of, of literature. Uh, this guy actually lives it. This guy is, is ripped. This guy has a hot wife. He has great children, great finances, um, Stan, I mean, this guy, I met him, I met him, it's, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're frankly a better guy than me, no, I'm not gonna spend that much time at the gym, nope, I'm not, nope, you got it, dude, it's all yours, I, I, I go to the gym as much as I can, I cannot dedicate the time to look like that, I just don't, I'm sorry, ladies, I will probably never be ripped, I'll be in okay shape, the best, best shape I can get into is looking like a gladiator Russell Crowe. I never get chiseled. I never get the six-pack. I just bulk up in terms of, of size. And I got kind of the arms. You got it. Are you not entertained? Damn, I did look good at like 31, 32. Oh, maybe, when I, maybe when I go down south, maybe I'll hit the gym. That's what I'm going to do this winter. I was like, because I go down, I escape winter. But then, like, everyone I crash with, they got jobs. They got real things. So I have to do something during the day. And whereas the job will keep me entertained during the day, I don't really have any hobbies or anything like that. So what I'm going to do is two things. I'm going to go to tactical training to learn how to shoot a pistol, AR-15, and a sniper rifle. And I'm going to become. I'm willing to drop a couple grand on that. And then uh, I'm going to hit the gym and do a ton of hiking. I am going to maybe not get shredded or or the goal isn't to lose weight. I've actually found that I actually do want to gain weight and bulk up a bit. Uh, but the goal is just to get us back as close to that Russell Crowe gladiator look as possible. I guess that's kind of a, 
That would make every woman in America happy. If, if, if that's like the minimal goal, like, yeah, it's not the best, but I look like the Russell Crowe gladiator. I think most girls would be happy. Not every guy has to look like Wolverine, but I think most girls would be satisfied looking at these dumpy, fat, gut-ridden, uh, obese, uh, diabetic movie Bob types. You know, I think between The Amazing Atheist and General Maximus, I think girls would be pretty happy with the General Maximus. I think they're all right with that. Ironically, though, I remember this. The best shape I was in, and I was on fire, guys. I mean, I did look good naked. It was it was all right. And then I had the I danced. I mean, everything, all pistons were fine. That is ironically, and for the life of me, I could never figure out, that is the least amount of times I got laid. I don't know if it was because I was working out at the gym too much and working too much and teaching dance classes too much, but it wasn't like I wasn't social. It's not like I didn't go out salsa dancing or swing dancing. I did certainly did have dates, but it was just like the weirdest shit was happening to me that year. Just the weirdest shit with the girls. Like one girl, well, more than one girl, uh, I don't want to get too crass. One girl was buck naked in my bed. Another girl just had her, her thong on. Then when you went in to kiss one, she's like, well, you, we have to be engaged before we can kiss. And the other one's just like, well, I don't want to have sex now. It's like, well, fuck, fuck, what the fuck is this shit? Thank God I was old enough to say, yeah, you leave. And then the other gal was at her place. And I'm, I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay. Got up, put my pants on. Walked out and I'd never seen that cunt ever again. But it was just weird. Like, you know, you, you got there. It's like, okay, cool. We're going to, here we go. Gonna, and no, the, it, like the weirdest crap would just happen and just throw it off kilter. One gal, not to be, I'm going to uh, just, again, just to give you an example, one gal I remember, she's like giving me a blowjob. And she would then want to like have a conversation. Like we were talking, and this was an intelligent woman. I, I enjoyed her, her intellectual company as well. And so whatever conversation we were having, she just let that continue on. So we, I, she'd be down there giving me a blowjob. Then she'd stop. And then, you know, the funny thing about monetary policy, and it was so jarring, so so jarring on many levels. Like, like one, why are you stopping? Two, are, did you just ask me about monetary policy in the middle of a goddamn blowjob? And I thought, then she went back to doing her duties, but then she would stop again. Because, you know, I don't, this is what, fucking Ben Bernanke? It could have been as long ago as, uh, what's his name? Alan Greenspan. Because, you know what, I just don't really understand why he lowered the reserve requirement ratio. And I'm just, like, with my, my jaw hitting the ground, like, is this really happening? Is this really happening right now? Because right now, and then, and then when I was probably in my worst shape is when I got laid the most. Probably because I was happier. Maybe I had put out more positive vibes because I wasn't like at the gym during pain and agony. You weirdos, Denver Ben, Ed Lattimore, you weirdos that go to the gym and you get this fix, you get this high off of lifting heavy weights sitting in this gym doing nothing but grunting and lifting and being in bed. I don't know how you guys do it. I envy you. I wish you guys, I, I wish I could be like that. But right now, as it is, if I had to look back at it, there is no empirical reason for me to go to the gym. The only reason I still go to the gym is, well, one, out of honor and, and respect to the girlfriend. But also, I know that in that I probably had an erroneous, I was a statistical outlier. You see it all other, but girls go after the guys who are in shape. That's, that's just how it is. 
But it always threw me for a loop, threw me for the biggest loop. I'm like, why the hell, when I had like a bicycle tire level of fat, I didn't hit the gym where shit, I maybe would run three miles every three days, you know, just to keep the heart from dying. How the hell was there girls lined up at my door? And then when I was looking like fucking gladiator, like General Maximus, I got all the crazy psycho shit birds and people who wanted to talk about central bank presidents while giving me a blowjob. Didn't make no fucking... Where the hell were we? <clears throat> oh, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. Go get that book. I have no idea how it went off on that tangent. Oh, that's right, because he was ripped and I'll never look like him. Day by Day Cartoon, our good friend Chris Muir. Go to his website, daybydaycartoon.com. Get your daily dose of political humor. Uh, he's He is a... Um, what would we call it? An establishment. He's one of the uh, traditions of the internet on the uh, conservative right. Uh, so go ahead, make that a daily stop. And jrguera.com. If you want to get a buddy of yours a good gift, go to jrguera, G U E R R A.com and get the only Red Pill album. All right? Also, if you happen to be in the Seattle area, contact jr at jrguera.com uh, because he does guitar repair as well. Right, so if you're over in Seattle, if you are not in Seattle, it would not make sense to contact J.R. Guerra. Uh, like if you were in Maine, it would be very, very inefficient and uneconomic uh, to have him do your guitar repair. Uh, and then what else? And then, uh, oh, Chad Elkin CPA, uh, ElkinCPA.com. If uh, you're looking for uh, some kind of accounting or tax services uh, this year, contact Elkins at ElkinCPA.com. Tell him the captain sent you. Uh, help the boy out. Uh, he doesn't want to ever go back and work at, quote, a real company ever again. And uh, But start soon and start now. And don't you dare be one of these cocksucking motherfucking pieces of shit. Well, well, I just filed an extension. If you've ever filed an extension, do not contact Chad, El- Chad Elkins at elkinscpa.com. Go contact H&R Block. Go contact Figgity Foo and his fuckeroo uh, accounting service. But do not contact Chad Elkins. Elkins wants an easy life. We all want an easy life. And it starts by having the self-respect to fire or never hire clients in the first place. Now listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? Oh, where do we start with this one? From our good friend, Adam Piggott at Pushing Rubber Hill Down, uh, PushingRubberDownhill.com. Titled, Because of Anti-Free Speech Laws, I Cannot Comment on This Photo. There's been a lot going on. There's been a lot of ongoing controversy here in Australia regarding a cartoon that Bill Leake drew for the Australian newspaper. For a good summation of the whole story, uh, whole story business here is a short and concise video from the IPA. And basically, if you don't know about uh, Australia, they're like the United States or Canada. Uh, you have uh, the natives, the aboriginals that live there. And I think they're called yeah, aboriginals. The Maori is in New Zealand. And I think Australia called, yeah, the Aborigines. Here it's the Indians. Uh, but the Aborigines, they were there, and then all of a sudden the British Empire basically colonized them, and so now you have. The, and just like Canada or the United States, uh, basically, sorry, they're fucking up. They're fuck ups. Okay? And we could debate about why that is. You could say it's evil whitey holding them down. You could say slave pie. It, it, it doesn't matter. They're fuck-ups. And if you really want to help somebody out, you're going to start delivering this new new idea called 
tough fatherly love, okay? Uh, if, if you want to get out of j- if you're doing crime, if you're having kids out of wedlock, you're collecting welfare, you know what? If you really want to be treated like an equal, if you're a white person, hey, you're fucking up. Quit fucking up. You're a bunch of fuck-ups. It's called shame. It's called negative reconditioning. And it is sorely missing in nearly every part of Western civilization. White people, too. Right? So don't just think it's uh, the Maoris or the blacks or the Hispanics or the Indians or the Native Americans or the Aborigines. It's because they are a protected class. It's because predominantly women started voting with their heart, not their thoughts and their, their brains. So they voted with their emotions. We've pampered the fucking shit out of these people with free government welfare and without and in doing so have kicked the father out of the homes. There's no reason. Well, what? It's taken care of financial? Why the fuck am I needed here? <laughs> Thrown some of them in jail. And without the father in the household, surprise, surprise, regardless of race, you can see it in Wyoming with whites. You can see it in New Mexico with Hispanics and uh, uh, Native Americans. You could see it in Canada on the reservations. You could see it at the Aboriginals. Surprise, surprise, without dads and fathers around, the fucking community goes to shit. It just happens to be a bit more pronounced in the Aborigine community down in Australia. So the cartoon is, here you have this uh, gentleman. He's, he's an Aboriginal. He's in a cop uniform, and he's got this little Aboriginal kid by the shirt. And there's another Aboriginal guy, just a civilian, uh, older gentleman, not older gentleman, just an adult male. And the police Aboriginal says, you'll have to sit down and talk to your son about personal responsibility. And the other adult male says, yeah, right-o, what's his name then? (laughs) And it's funny. It's funny because it's true. Now, obviously, to the pussies, the increasing pussy and snowflake and fragile egos of Western civilization... Uh, this is called an uproar, okay? I'm, I'm beyond political correctness. I am beyond people's feelings. I'm beyond that. Any real man, regardless of any real woman, regardless of race, is going to say, hey, if your kid is fucking up, uh, we're going to crack down on that. Uh, you would crack down on that because you want your kid to grow up, you know, straighten out and fly right, right? And we would, and if there is a particular, uh, uh, disproportionate amount of criminal behavior, kids getting in trouble, uh, and the father doesn't know the kid's name, or there's no fatherly participation, or the government has just basically supplanted the father, we should mock it, ridicule it, and shame it. Because shame changes bad behavior. That's the whole idea of shame. You shame someone. These EBT cards, for those of you in Oz, EBT is our welfare. You get little cards and no one knows you're on EBT. Oh, if I was president, I'd make them, I'd attach a big-ass balloon or a placard to them. Like, it'd be this huge thing, and if you ever detached it from the bay, it wouldn't work no more. So that you're walking through the grocery store or the, uh, the retail store, and people know, oh, I'm a parasite. And how much you want to bet that people would get off of welfare real quick? But because of predominantly female sensibilities and emotions, and we don't want to be shamed, the lack of logic, the lack of thought, the replacement of thought and reason and intelligence with emotions and feelings, we don't do this anymore. But now it's gotten, it's gotten sick. It's become a mental illness. A nationwide, even cultural-wide, global-wide mental illness because we no longer are allowed to use shame anymore. Adam continues on. The section of the act known as 18C has this little snippet. Section 18C, 18C, 
of the Racial Discrimination Act makes it unlawful for someone to do an act that is reasonably likely to offend, insult, humiliate, or intimidate. Now, or, not and, or. So it's one of these four things. You either offend, insult, humiliate, or intimidate someone because of their race or ethnicity. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> intimidate, I can understand, because there's an intent of threat to cause harm. I, I got that, I understand, and I'm with you on there. But offend, insult, or humiliate? Uh, how are we supposed to use this very important tool of shame? What, and what, oh my gosh, would it ever happen that a group of precious little snowflakes, a protected class, would ever take abuse of this little script over here, this little code, and constantly say they're offended, insulted, or humiliated? That would never happen. Just to make extra money and further advance their victimhood? says That would never... What fucking idiots put this in charge? Was it that Jillard cunt that you got? I'm sorry, bint. Cunt is not a bad word in Australia. I guess bint is the word. Is it that Jillard uh, bint that well, you guys put in that put this through? Offend, insult, or humiliate. That is, that is like a kindergarten teacher putting down these rules. And that, that's, that's for five-year-olds. That's not for full-grown adults. Who, I hate to tell you guys, the reasons we have laws is because full-grown adults, if left without rules and laws, not to mention the guns backing them up, will go and fuck other people up. And here you have it. You, it, it it's almost like it was made. To, it, it, you ever date a girl where she was always offended or insulted at something? The phrase, walking on eggshells? That's where this comes from. And what it is, is a particularly cowardly, just cowardly way to basically steal and enslave somebody. Steal from and enslave somebody. Because then the girlfriend, you guys all had this, she'd get all pissed off. You're like, what? What is it this time? If you don't know, I'm not telling you. It's the same thing here. Because they're too cowardly to say, you know what, I'm a psychopath, or I'm a lazy fuck, or I just basically want to own you and have you dance around and help me and serve me so I'm a superior person, or get treated like a superior person, or in this case, I want your fucking money, or we're going to sue. Now see, Adam and the Australians down there can't say this. They can't talk about it because, eh, like in the UK, and I think even in Canada, uh, they don't have the greatest free speech laws. Obviously not, because if you offend somebody or insult, my God, what the fuck is it? Is this just going to be a fucking three-year-old's child show where everyone just compliments each other? Yay, 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 happy for you, happy for me, and three is three. What the fuck? Why do we even bother saving you guys from the Japanese? You fucking enslaved yourselves. Willingly. Maybe we have to invade again. It is that. This is a war. And I'm not saying that. I, I used to not understand what Dennis Prager was saying. Like, we're in a cultural... We are in a cultural war. But see, because they're so... They don't dare get into an armed conflict. The left and these... Well, you can't even call them left. They're, they're, they're Nazis. They're, they're genuine fascists. They're, they're totalitarians. They don't dare confront you. They, they will go through the government. They will go through this, this bullshit here to make you the criminal when you haven't done anything criminal. To thereby give the explanation or the reason or the rationale to take money away or punish you, throw you in jail. It's a war. And I'd love to send fucking Nimitz over 
and re-protect you or kick the... Well, the Japanese never made it down to Australia. But it's, it's like, I'm not joking. It's the exact same thing. It's like Sweden. It's like Australia. The Americans, because we actually have the freedom of speech, and not to mention, we don't fall under your jurisdiction, but the internet is free. We can send our metaphorical aircraft carriers over, kind of like I'm doing. It's the Clary fleet heading over and telling you fucking communist, socialist, bitchy, whiny, bints and pussies down there in Oz, fuck you, this is bullshit. It's just like, I get, you can't say this in Sweden, but in Sweden, what the fuck are you doing letting all those East Africans in when they don't abide with your culture and they rape your women? What the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck Malmo. That is bullshit. I'm, look, I'm, I understand if there's a civil war going on, maybe you temporarily take in some refugees. But my God, are you guys pussies? Do you guys just lift your skirt over in Sweden? Come here and rape us, metaphorically, physically, financially, and ethnically. Not ethnically, uh, sovereignly. But you see, you can't say that. We can. In the United States, we can. And we should. We should go and help out these foreign friends of ours. We should go and help out. Because the, the battle for freedom isn't just here between Trump and Clinton. Between the right and the left. It's three genuinely evil people that came up with this Section 18C. Who wanted to mask and duct tape people's mouths so they wouldn't point out theft, thievery, and just psychotic, petty, enslaving behavior. Dictatorial, manipulative, sadistic behavior. You can't say anything that would offend a minority. Wait, wait, is it minorities? Okay, what about whiteies? Are we going to crack? It says race or ethnicity. Do any of these uh, 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 aboriginals say anything bad about white people? Do they? Well, no, they don't, right? Because they're just all perfect as the driven snow which I don't think there is snow down in Australia. Uh, but they never say anything bad. But let me guess, we're just going to crack down on Whitey. Is that what's going to happen? See, they can't say this in Australia, but thank God I can, and thank God you guys can listen to it down there in Oz. And I know you guys and gals who are on the traditional conservative, libertarian, free market, freedom, Western civilization side, you're not guilty of that. You're not pussies because these are the rules you got to operate. You're operating with one arm tied behind your back. But if you got a leftist down there who thinks, oh, yeah, the same shit, the same fucking broken record for 30 fucking years. Oh, it's evil whitey. Oh, it's evil imperialism. Oh, it's colonization. Yeah, okay, you know what? You guys shut the fuck up. No, there's no reason to rationalizing with you. You're just a bint. You're just a cunt. You're just a lazy bunch of fucking pussies who don't want to work for a living. To come up with this bullshit. How dare you? How dare you, after all the people that have gone through all of history, to give you rights and freedoms and develop Western civilization, you go and you attack your own. And I don't even mean by a racial component. I mean, you, you, you betray everyone by limiting the freedom of speech. And we know exactly who you people are. You're leftists. You are leftists. And you do it so that you can play this stupid victimization game. Because you're too fucking lazy to get a real job. Ooh, that way you can claim you're a victim. So if you're a victim, you get government money. And then, if you're a particularly well-off, and we'll get to this later, if you're a particularly well-off white person, you're a spoiled brat of the male or female persuasion, doesn't matter, then you can run for office. Then you can join a crusade. Then you can join a political organization. Look at how we're impressing the nerdy, nerdy, nerd. 
All you're saying right there is, I don't want to work a real job because it's easier to bitch about transgressions that I may not necessarily agree or believe in, but as long as I cheer for the right team, they're going to give me a government job and government monies. And I get the feels. Then I'm cheering for the right people that is politically approved by an ever-encroaching and increasing socialist government. Could Turnbull just, like, trump up and, uh... Come in. I, I don't know what your parliamentary system is like. I don't. I'm assuming it's not too different than ours. There is a parliament. There is an executive branch. Does it require what? What kind of powers does your executor have? The prime minister. Can he just come in there? Can Malcolm just come in there and say, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. I'm sick of this crap. Because that's what this is. This is petty drama. Let's let's continue on. You're gonna see why it's petty drama. Uh, this entirely subjective. This is entirely subjective and is a serious obstacle to free speech in Australia. One of the complaints of the Australian human to the Australian Human Rights Commission over Leaks Cartoon has withdrawn her complaint after she felt threatened by the attention that she was receiving. Now you ask her, who is this person? Is this somebody who like works for the Australian Human Rights Commission? Is this uh, an Aboriginal who was terribly offended? Is this someone living on the Aboriginal reservations? Is this some kind of... Oh, no, no, no. Guess who this is? The woman's name is Melissa Dennison, and she is a student living in Germany because, you know, all those poor kids that go and study abroad. Apparently, she was reeling when she saw Leek's cartoon. Quote, he's quoting Melissa Dennison, I felt pretty degraded and humiliated. It deeply affected me, to be honest. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. So I'm thinking, holy shit, you know, this gal, she must have Aboriginal shit. She must be an Aborigine. This must be someone who's very close to this. This must be someone who who you have to be in the Aboriginal community. Uh, I wanted to quit my degree because I really didn't think it was worth trying anymore. So what's her degree? We'll find out later. If cartoons like this could be published in national newspaper papers, Melissa tells Hack from Germany where she's completing a uni exchange. That cartoon basically aimed to blame Aboriginal families for their abuse children suffered for their abuse children suffered in detention it just made me feel like there's no point in trying it was just really a humiliating representation of indigenous people it's an accurate representation and it's to help out their own goddamn kids and their own goddamn culture you stupid fucking bent again intelligence or emotions this girl melissa doesn't give two flying shits about the aboriginals she doesn't she wants it to use it as a dildo to masturbate herself with. So she gets the feels goods. Because if she actually cared about the aboriginals, they say, hey, you guys are fucking up. And your kids are being born out of wedlock. Those kids are going to have children that will be born out of wedlock. You're not closing the gap. We ought to do something. That's what a really genuinely caring person would say. They say, you know what? We tried all the ass-kissing sucky-suck and kissy-kissy-poo. Of, of what the women and socialists and leftists and men without penises have suggested, okay? Now we're going to do what we've known to work since the two million years of humankind's existence, and that is tough fatherly love. But you see, she really doesn't care about the aboriginal. I'm not joking. I am deadly serious about this. I care more about the aboriginals and any other minority or disadvantaged group than this fucking piece of shit, parasite, worthless human being. Because at least I got the balls to say, hey, what's, what's, what we're trying to do isn't working. This girl is abusing and using the aboriginals for some fucking cause. For, to get her fucking psychological jollies off. 
to masturbate herself down there below uh, psychologically, politically. <clears throat> and uh, we don't know if she's Aboriginal or not. That could that would might make some sense. She might have her feelings hurt. I can understand that. But oh, just wait. I was at home at the time, and I just laid in bed and felt pretty despondent for a while. It definitely hurt. It really hurt to see that. Later on, after those feelings had sat with me for a while, I decided what I wanted to do. So then she files a complaint. What a poor thing. This is Adam writing again. What a poor thing. I assume that she was reeling because she herself is an Aboriginal Australian. Here's her photo. White, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, fucking bint. The epitome of bint. I don't even know what bent is. People just say, oh, yeah, bent. That's, that's a bad word down in Australia. Good. We're going to call her a bent because that's why. I just want to be culturally sensitive to my friends down in Oz. Uh, Adam continues, because I live in Australia and thus find myself under the ominous jurisprudential reach of 18C, I cannot comment safely on this photo without risk of being dragged before the AHRC or to federal court if a, rec- if a conciliation process with the AHRC failed. Even though Dennison lives in Germany, there would be no negative outlay for her to launch a complaint against me while there are plenty of drawbacks if I write here what I want to write about this photo. Well, let me, let me try and guess what Adam would like to write about this photo. This is what I was alluding to before. It is crusaderists, crusaderisms. Uh, uh, look it up, crusaderism. It's a, a video I put together. These spoiled brat rich cunts from the suburbs who don't want to work real jobs and lack the intellectual capacity, lack the raw intellectual power to resist and, and recognize the leftist brainwashing and indoctrination of getting in school, who swallow whole this bullshit, who don't want to work real jobs. And this culminates into a crusader, a, a person with some kind of moral cause to help the aboriginals. To the point that she's writing it like, think about how weak and pathetic this little snowflake is. That she is that she's lying on her couch in Germany because you know her parents have so much money. It's tough being a fucking rich bitch. She has so much money, such an easy life, that this cartoon, which would cause offense, no doubt about it. It would cause controversy. She's gotta lie there and, and is depressed and, and, and she's de- debilitated to the point she can't get up and she's gonna cry. Why should I make it? Nah, nah, nah. And then she files a complaint with the human rights commissions over in, in Australia. And it, it, does, it, it, doesn't even, it doesn't affect her. It does. It has nothing to do with her. What's the real draw and the real uh, incentive, the real reason this girl did it? Because she is an evil person. And she wanted to feel good about herself because she really doesn't do anything in her life. There's nothing. She's not a computer programmer. She's not an oil worker. She's not a mine worker. She's not an accountant. She's not a bookkeeper. She's not a surgeon. This is an increasing number of spoiled Westerners who live off of their parents' money, whether they actually made it or not or borrowed it. In the United States, we really don't work anymore. We just borrow our money and then we spoil our children with it. Who think they're entitled not only to free food, clothing, shelter, and all that other shit because their parents paid for it and they think the government that their, quote, rights. Forget their entitlements, but they, they think it's rights. They also think they're entitled to uh, a psychological or an intellectual battle of heroism. That no, they just can't. See, I, I've said it before. At least I respect the guy that just collects a welfare check. 
and goes about his business playing his video games and leaves the world alone. No, no, not these egomaniacs. Not fucking Vince like this goddamn Melissa Dennison. No, they got to go. They got to go and have some kind of crusade and masturbate their ego a little bit more. And fuck it if it keeps an entire group of minorities second place, third place, or last place with lower standards of living, lower life expectancies. Because that is more important to her. It's more important that little Melissa Dennison gets her fucking jollies and feels good about herself than we actually do something concrete to actually close the wage, health, life expectancy, and earnings gaps between whatever minority population you want to choose and whites, or if you really cared about people, Asians. Now to prove she doesn't give a flying shit about aboriginals and only cares about herself, I tried looking into her to find out what her degree is. The closest we can get is that she's, where is it? Seems she's enjoying life in peaceful, non-racist Germany. Uh, the young blah, 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 blah. Ah. Attempts to contact Miss Dennison have been unsuccessful. She is believed to be holidaying in Germany. She's not even studying with her boyfriend, Carl Schachty, a casual IT worker at Perth Kirsten's University, who volunteered for the Greens during this year's federal election campaign. All right, so how much you want to bet she ain't a fucking engineering major? How much you want to bet she ain't going to become a surgeon? It. This is the... What's the word I'm looking for? Wave. This is the trend. This is the unconscious army of lazy, slacktivist, armchair do-gooders that you got to worry about. And this is predominantly, disproportionately women. This is where you girls, because guys want to fuck you, they don't tell you what I'm telling you right now. You're doing a shitty motherfucking job, not only in carrying your weight in this society, you all major in fucking bullshit, and you the reason you only make 75% of what men do is because you only earn it because you major in easy fucking shit. But the other thing, my God, what the fuck did you girls do with the right to vote? Why did we give you the right to suffrage? If all you do is come up with this drama, look at what this one fucking bint did. She is this one girl, this one precious girl. We can't have a precious white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes. She can't be upset. Oh my goodness, she can't be upset. She got the Australian Human Rights Commission to actually come cracking down on a real journalist, a real uh, uh, cartoonist. You may not like his opinion or whatever, but he, he to, to the point, it's threatening your freedom of speech. My God, I've never seen such preferential treatment. Look at how much all of Australia is bending over for this worthless fucking parasite. All the Australians, all of them, are going to risk giving up their freedom of speech because we don't want to offend this little precious bit. And then, fuck the aboriginals. They got to stay poor so this stupid, worthless person has something to bitch about. Otherwise, she might have to get a real job. I don't know. Did I cover that for you guys? Did I say what you guys can't say? Because we wouldn't want Melissa Dennison to be upset. No, honestly, that's how sad and pathetic it is. The Japanese are less threat to you guys back in the 40s than this than this gal and her fucking army of equivalent ditzes. The, these psychopaths, these spoiled brats. Who the fuck are the parents? That's what I want to know. I even did a video telling men, like, stop spoiling your girls. We are the ones that have to date them. <laughs> but it's true. This one person, this one precious little girl, 
is more of a threat to Australia's sovereignty and future than the Japanese ever were. And I'm trying to help you guys. The Clary fleet's coming over. Hey, I'm trying to point her out and expose her for the problem. But it's you guys that have the problem. And again, I know the conservative, right-leaning, libertarian, whatever, the people are for the freedom of speech. I understand you guys are against it. But it's it's that leftist side, this this psychotic, genuine mental illness that they have. They're so addicted to government money. They're so addicted to the victim game that they actually lay down the infrastructure and allow for the psychological and political environment that one spoiled fucking bitch can actually make it so that you guys might lose your freedom of speech. Ah, well. But, you know, it's important that you guys have a, have a diversity. It's important that women participate in politics, right? Now, listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? Another bit of interesting news. You're not going to know about this one. This is local. This is uh, from the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal. And it's about the University of St. Thomas. Uh, let me give you the background of St. Thomas University because otherwise you're not going to know. You're not going to be able to guess what I'm going for. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to read this article. And you try to guess what the old captain's going to observe about it, okay? So, background. There's the University of Minnesota where normal people go, right? But then, down the river, down the Mississippi River, and you go right, there's the University of St. Thomas, which is in the nicer part of St. Paul, on Summit Avenue. That's where all the old money in St. Paul. Railroad barons, grain barons, that type of thing. Now, St. Thomas ain't no Harvard or anything, but it's not, it's it's private. It's it's more expensive, twice the rate that you go to, to Minneapolis, or the Twin Cities uh, U, of, U of M public school. And uh, there's no real antagonism, though. They're not arrogant or cocky either. So it's it, this is not to besmirch St. Thomas. Um, there's always been a good rapport between St. Thomas students and the University of Minnesota students. So this is not to say. If you, if you want to get snooty, if you want to get real assholes, go to McAllister. Go to um, Bethel. Go to those type of schools. And, and then you just, or, or St. Olaf. And Carlton, down in Northfield. Those are the asshole rich kid uh, private schools. But St. Thomas, oh yeah, they call them the Tommies. Okay, so it's good. Regardless, still rich type of school. From the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal. University of St. Thomas will start two-year college for low-income students. All right. Guess, guys, guess. The University of St. Thomas is launching a two-year college aimed at lower-income students who could use the low-cost program to move into a four-year college later. The star, Now, I would have thought right off the bat that's what public school was for. That it's cheaper than private school. So is the private school's cheap tuition for low-income students the same price as a regular four-year degree over at the University of Minnesota? I, they're just doubling over the same market, but neither here nor there. The Star Tribune reports on the program, which is scheduled to open in the fall of 2017, though it still needs accreditation to accept students. The Doherty Family College... Named after St. Thomas trustee Mike Doherty and his wife Kathy, will cost about $15,000 a year versus $39,000 for St. Thomas's traditional four-year program. So it didn't mean that they didn't ask my question again. Why not just go to the U of M? Honestly, you could just go to a four-year institution right off the bat. Or even, shoot, fifteen grand a year. I think you could get by even cheaper uh, going to a, like a, a two-year community college through the U of M system. Grants and other aid could reduce the cost of the students to $1,000 per year. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's like dirt cheap. 
It'll also have lower admission standards for students. A GPA of at least 2.5 is required versus the average 3.6 GPA for incoming four-year freshmen at St. Paul Bay St. Thomas. Instead, officials will interview every candidate for personality traits like resilience and academic potential. How do you measure resilience? Do you, like, push them and see if they get back up, if they block you? Is that resilience? What, what, is, what is the metric to measure resilience? I just want to know. Students won't live on campus, will attend separate classes, and will have a very specific course schedule, course schedule aimed at ensuring they'll be qualified to attend a four-year college at the end of it. All right, And that's what I was asking when the GF sent me this. She was reading to a word in the car. I said, read through that. She said, that I, now I kept thinking, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're just going to... They're just going to let, they're going to have this low income, less academic performance. Hey, are you resilient type of students coming in to the pristine little campus in the rich side of St. Paul? And I was waiting for her to say, they're going to be going somewhere else. And sure enough, there's the money shot. Students won't live on campus. They will attend separate classes and will have a very specific course schedule aimed at ensuring they'll be qualified to attend a four-year college at the end of it. And then, oh, was that it? I thought I was going to go somewhere else. I thought there was more. Oh, that was it. Anyway, well, that was, that was my point. You couldn't have the precious little snowflakes, whose parents are paying 50, 60 grand a year, by the way, to go to St. Thomas Academy. And then you're going to help the poor, the disadvantaged, or, as I like to say, the lazy and don't give a fucks, who kind of want to mail it in. And I was like, they cannot be letting these people attend the same campus. They will, they will send the students screaming and their parents' money screaming away. It's just like, uh, you ever hear of this multi-income housing? It, it was this thing that <clears throat> people in the left and municipal circles have been masturbating to since the 1960s. Uh, in Ghettos in the Sky, I used to live there, Cedar Riverside Plaza, look it up, it's got a Wikipedia entry. It was supposed to be this 60s utopia housing project where it was close to the U it was close to downtown it was close to the U of M and it was going to be multi-income housing. So the upstairs the the top uh, units would obviously sell for more and have higher rents or higher sales points. The medium would be for middle-income families and then down below that's where it would be government subsidized housing. Well, as every one of these projects turns out it's, uh, what is it? There's a law, somebody's law where bad currency drives out good, where let's say you have currency, it's all gold and silver. Sorry to remove two tangents away. You have pure gold or pure silver coins in circulation. Well, then all of a sudden, um, that is replaced with quote, new official currency that has no gold or silver. Well, people then hoard the gold and the silver because it actually has value and that takes it out of currency and circulation. And it's the same thing here with these multi-income housing developments where once you put government housing in there for the dregs and the worst people of society, for the criminals, the, the lazy, the, the violent, whatever, it drives out the rest. And so what ends up happening, as was the case with Ghettos in the Sky, is nobody from the in middle or upper income classes bought units or rented condos in this place. And it's all piss poor housing. Now, there was a little bit of gentrification in my day where a lot of the college students came in 
goes nearby. And I still think to this day it is that. But now it's basically Little Mogadishu, uh, where it's a third white, not even white, a third college students of various mixed races, and two-thirds Somali and East Ethiopian. Which, in all honesty, they don't commit that much crime. It actually, if you if you go to ghettos in the sky, you're actually kind of safe on the Riverside neighborhood of the Twin Cities. But my point still being is that this this kumbaya multi-income housing bullshit never was realized. It turned into a ghetto, especially back in the 60s and 70s. There it was actually dangerous. There it was shitsville. It didn't turn into this thing where they had even ramps that would go across the interstate and you could just take a trolley, like a gondola, into the downtown area. It wasn't necessarily a dumb idea. But all these great things, all these great ideas that they had was completely ruined because, well, one-third of it should go to poor people in government housing. And then they were like, nope, fuck that, (laughs) not doing it. And it's the same thing here with St. Thomas. I'm like, if you do that... If no matter what your good feels intentions were for the Doherty family, no matter how well intended they want to do that, if you brought in lower quality students, people who had a 2.5, and all of a sudden you changed the, you know, aside from GPA uh, and, and academic rigor, you changed it to resilience. I was like, if you throw them in with a lot, you're going to be bringing in more fights lower quality behavior. Um, heaven forbid, like, well, now St. Thomas, they have uh, they have a genuinely racist woman over there who, uh, she's with Black Lives Matter. So the campus is kind of going downhill in that regard in terms of their academic quality. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, you can have you can have a professor be a Marxist all you want, that one. But if all of a sudden, you got a bunch of criminals and uh, not the greatest, not the St. Thomas Academy type people. Basically, it'd be like letting me into a country club. If all of a sudden you're letting me into a country club, uh, the main members are going to say, whoa, 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 what happened to our standards? Uh, I'm I'm canceling my membership. All right, that's exactly what's happening here. So now they're going to let in some non-St. Thomas Academy type people. And I was saying, well, this is going to drive them away. It's going to drive the students away, and it's going to drive the parents' money away. Well, then, that's where my money was. I say, they're going to put them somewhere else. Sure as shit, they're not going to be on campus. They're going to have separate dormitories. Where was it? I, I wanted to hear that. I remember, maybe it was in the Star Tribune article it links to. Hang on. I could have swore they were going to have their own um, living quarters. No, I don't want your ad, Star Tribune. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, special two-year degree may cost low-income students as little as $1,000 a year. Oh, yeah, you're going to get just the top-notch students there. That's really going to uh, enhance the uh, college experience for St. Tommy's. Uh, we believe there's a pressing need in our state right now, Sullivan said. As a Catholic university, she said, St. Thomas is trying to do its part to close the education attainment gap in Minnesota. Oh, you precious fool, Sullivan. Uh, said Julie Sullivan, president of St. Thomas. Oh, Julie Sullivan. You're just going to help the poor kid. Yeah, because like trillions of dollars of government fucking money since the 1960s hasn't closed the gap. But you, Julie Sullivan, who is this precious fucking broad? Let's look her up. Is it Julie or Julia? Julie Sullivan. Hang on, guys. 
That's it. I had to go to the St. Tom, or I had to go to the Star Tribune site. Julie Sullivan, St. Thomas. Let us look up what her background is. Oh, is that her? Oh, God, if that's her, that only makes so sound. Oh, President's bio. Dr. Julie Sullivan became the 15th president and first lay person and warm woman to serve as president. Oh, jeez, is it going to be this? Oh, did I just uncover a gem? Did I hit gold with this one, guys? It just... Can one of you women, if you make it like the first woman, woman to X, not immediately bring the entirely predictable leftist garbage and claptrap with you? I mean, there's no proof of it yet. I'm going to look at her background and see. Who knows? She could be an engineer. She could be a, a surgeon. And, and then she wanted to get into education and help people out. But how many of you want to bet that's not going to be the case as I continue to read through her bio? Oh, and I'm afraid the picture I just saw of her. Hang on. Let me take a look at the image. I'm going to base it off of that. I'm going to base it off of that. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to be prejudiced. Before I even read through her bio, I'm going to see what this woman looks like. And if this is the woman that I think it is uh, from this previous picture, I am going to make all of my entire assumptions on that because I truly do believe you could tell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, guys, do an image search right now. Hang on. I'm going to give you guys, before we even go into the bio, before we even go into the bio, everybody go on your YouTubes, or not your YouTubes, go on the Googles, Go on the Bings and do an image search of Julie Sullivan St. Thomas. Look at this gal. Look at this gal. And you tell me whether you think she was a surgeon or an engineer or somebody who actually worked a real fucking job or if she's nothing more than a goddamn affirmative action hire. Oh, look at this. (laughs) Oh. I mean, I could be wrong, guys. I could be wrong. We haven't even... I haven't gone to her bio yet. But how much you want to bet this is another worthless person who just rose through the ranks of academia because she has vag. And that's her only qualification that this woman is going to do. See, she must have been so pissed off. She probably wanted to bring in these... these only can afford $1,000 a year tuition type. She wants to help the poor in the community. And she thinks doing what the government's been trying for the past 60 years is actually going to do it. Oh, God. All right, you guys ready? You guys ready? Hang on, let's let's go back. Let me get to the university. Okay. All right, let's go to the president's bio. You ready, guys? Dr. Julie H. Sullivan became the 15th president and the first layperson and woman to serve as president of the University of St. Thomas in July 2013, with campuses in St. Paul, Minneapolis, and Rome. Rome? Rome? Gee, I wonder why your college tuition is so expensive. St. Thomas is a comprehensive university encompassing seven schools and colleges serving over 10,000 students and grounded in the liberal arts and Catholic intellectual tradition. Sullivan's prior academic experience includes service as executive vice president and provost at University of San Diego, uh, 2005 to 2013. All right, so she has no real world experience. And as a professor and administrator of the University of California, San Diego, and the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, 1987 to 2003. Does she have no real, real, no real world experience? None. 
This is like a politician who's been in office for 40 fucking years. Well, 30, going back to 1987. Her research and teaching has focused on issues related to corporate and global tax planning and financial reporting to shareholders. All right. Maybe she's got a degree in accounting. Maybe she has real-world experience. Old captain could be wrong here now. But it's kind of like, what have you been doing in academia this entire time? Sullivan is an innovative academic leader with a purpose. Just tell me what she fucking majored in. She's passionate about learning and scholarship grounded in the needs of an ever-changing and more complex world. She is a champion for social innovation. Oh, and has been a leader in the Ashoka Changemaker Movement. What the hell is that? Hang on, guys. What is this fucking bullshit? It's like these old farts just go and create crap out of thin air to avoid any kind of real work. The Ashoka Changemakers. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba... Changemakers is an Ashoka program that rapidly accelerates the impact of social innovators' work on critical social issues by building and nurturing networks of... What does... That doesn't mean anything! How do they get funding? What does this mean? Ashoka Changemakers empowers these networks to ignite sweeping change... Changemakers... Okay, it's fucking... Goddamn bullshit. All right. You smell a rat? You see where the old captain was going with this? Man, I can smell a rat a mile away, can't I? Of course, you could just assume if it's academia, it's bullshit. She's also known for her commitments to globalization and intercultural understanding. Okay, so she's a socialist Marxist. Sullivan shares her education, financial, and business strategy expertise. What business strategy and financial expertise do you have? Things have changed since Reagan was in office. With public and private companies as well as nonprofit organizations. She currently is a broad a broad member, board member of TCF Financial Corp, Loyola University of Chicago, and Greater Twin Cities United Way. She's also a member of the Minnesota Business Partners. Does she have any experience in business? Has she worked a real fucking job? A native Florida Sullivan has three degrees from the University of Florida, including a PhD in business. Well, what's your fucking undergrad? Okay, here's a PDF file. Where'd it go? I mean, I just want to see a resume. I want to see, does this, did this woman ever work a real job? No. What, what the hell? Hang on. Let me see if I can find it. All right, here's a Wikipedia. Maybe I can suss out some math here. Maybe, maybe the old captain can reverse engineer this. All right, born in 1958. So, 1987. Let's subtract that. 1987... Minus 1958, 1958, baby boomer fucks, 29. All right, so she got her Ph.D. in 1987. No, she started teaching in 1987, so she had a Ph.D. So let's subtract eight years from that. So she went to school for eight years. Okay, so that's 21. Assuming she went into school at 18... She at, at most, at most, she can have three years of real-world working experience because then all she did was go right into academia. That's all she did, and she is there. She has sat since 1987, never dipping her toe in the real world. 
and now she's going to run. I mean, I understand that, okay, it does make a little bit of sense that if you've been in academia your entire life, that then, okay, you would go and maybe run the college. I understand that. But, but again, my number one complaint with all these fucking professors and academians is you guys are frauds. How dare you teach about business? You've never fucking started a company or ran a business in your life. Certainly more qualified to, uh, to run a, a school, I'd imagine. But sitting on the fucking board of Twin Cities Federal? Anyway, it's, it's no shock. No shock, guys. Is it any shock that, uh, that she's gonna, this is what she's going to pursue? What is this Ashikoa stuff? Hang on. That's, that's the one that's not. What is Ashikoa? Ashoka. Ashoka. Ashoka was an Indian emperor of the Mauryan dynasty who ruled almost all the Indian subcontinent from 268 to 232 uh, BC. Okay, this maybe that's not related. What is the Ashoka? What did I say? Ashoka philosophy? Ashoka philosophy. Hang on, what the? Okay, here it is. The Ashika Changemakers. I gotta know what this is. I, I tried to read through it before, but it doesn't make any sense. About Ashika's vision, realizing the everyone a changemaker world. What if what if what if the world this is what I don't get about leftists? In two million years, do you think maybe humans have optimized or perfected some things? Do you think maybe we've reached the pinnacle of achievement in some areas? I'm not saying all, there's always room for improvement, but but do you think some things have been figured out? Like, this is why the Texas legislature only meets once every two years, because they didn't want to make more rules. Like, not too far away, across the river from St. Thomas University over in Minneapolis, Betsy Hodges and the fucktards in the Minneapolis Council, they banned plastic bags. It's kind of like, if you're that bored, if, if, if we have enough rules and laws that now we're starting to think about banning plastic bags, I don't think we need any more rules or laws. But ironically, as t- you would think that after a while we wouldn't need any more rules or laws. Or maybe we'd tweak the ones that we currently have. But ironically, the number of laws and rules and regulations has grown exponentially despite having the kind of key ones knocked out. In other words, like, you know, the Ten Commandments, that kind of take care of most of the stuff. 80, 85% of our problems... And then some, maybe, you know, some code of laws and uh, the Constitution, you know, some general rules. Like, how thick does the, 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 the rule book have to be for society? How, how thick does it have to be? But not to the egoist, not to the egotist, not to the narcissist, not to somebody who has to constantly do something like our, our, our fucking bitch cunt uh, slut whore wench uh, Melissa Dennison over in Germany hanging out with her uh, boyfriend on her parents' money. They have to do something for their own ego and fuck whether or not society wants it and fuck whether it's actually good for society. Fuck it if it, if it, if it inhibits society. Why, why does everyone have to be a change maker? What's wrong with the way it is? What if we've optimized it? I'm here for change. What the fuck? Well, one, you're too young to know whether or not society should t- change. Uh, 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 two, you're not wise enough to know whether or not the you know wisdom, common sense. You're questioning your elders, like kind of like you listen to your elders because they're older than you and they know what they're doing. 
There's a reason they tell you these things, that you might have a better life, but to have the hubris and arrogance and ego to say, fuck you, I know better, because change unto its own right is good? Once again, I'm jumping the gun, but I just, the, the statement here, Ashika's vision, realizing the everyone a change maker world. What if you've optimized the world and any change would make it a lesser world? It's an insult to the two million years of wisdom and experience humans have had. You know, they might have figured it out. And now you're just going to throw that all out because what? You want the masturbation good feels because you changed something. All right, let's continue reading on. The world has always known change, but the change we see today is transforming the way we live, work, and interact at a rate and scale never seen before. Technologies have lowered barriers to participation so that everyone can contribute and act collectively more than ever before. As a result, we are living in a truly historic moment where anyone can create positive change. I didn't ever wake up and say, boy, I want to change shit today. I mean, kind of, you got to think about that. What kind of person? I need to change society. I need to change. I want to influence a positive change. I woke up and says, yeah, you know, I think I need coffee. And I might have to pee. I didn't wake up and say, hey, it's my right to tell society how they're going to change so I can feel good about myself. Now is the moment to ensure that everyone knows that they can change the world for the better and does so. We want to, I, you know what? That is such, such a lie right there. I don't believe it for a second. Change the world for the better. No, no, no. That's your opinion that you're changing it for the better. And deep down inside, I don't believe one, one of you actually think it's for the better or something for altruistic to help out the world. You're doing it for yourself. We want to live in a world where every young person grows up to become an adult change maker. Not everyone should. Hitler wanted some change, huh? But hey, look, he wanted change. And in his opinion, it was for the better. Those nasty Jews, eh, a world without Jews, that's change. You know what? He was a young person who grew up to become an adult change maker. And it was in his eyes for the better. So I don't see how you could possibly argue with that. <laughs> Capable of cre- taking creative action to solve a social problem. Oh, this is hilarious. Let's reread this, but in the context of Nazism. Now is the moment to ensure that everyone knows they can change the world for the better and does so. We want to live in a world where every young person grows up to become an adult change maker, capable of taking creative action to solve a social problem. A world where the development of young change makers and the practice of change making are the norm. Anything to avoid a real job, eh, Julie? How we work. Our vision and understanding of the world comes from Ashoka's experience of pioneering the field of social entrepreneurship over the last 35 years. Please don't call what you do entrepreneurship. That indicates innovation, creativity, and above all, profit. Profit being the proof, the actual empirical evidence that you have actually advanced and helped people's lives because they gave you money for it. They willingly forked over money saying, hey, I need this product that increases and enhances my life. Finding, selecting, and supporting the world's leading social entrepreneurs, Ashoka Fellows. Oh, this just sounds creepier and creepier. The network of more than 3,000 Ashoka Fellows is implementing system-changing solutions to human and environmental problems in 89 countries. God almighty, did I expose a criminal mafia psychopathic. Oh, I got the heebie-jeebies from these people. 
Our work with Ashoka Fellows help us see patterns of social development across various fields, providing key levers and a new framework for living in the world as a change maker. We help people see the world differently so they can do differently, fully participating in the new environment. God Almighty! For example, Ashoka is building and activating networks to create fundamental changes in the growing up experience of children and young people so that everyone can become a change maker. Oh, God, is this creepy! They want to create activating that one, one, the pablum, the, uh, the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The pablum and the, the unnecessary wordingness, wordiness, the, uh, amorphous, non-tangible statements they're saying to simply make it sound like they're doing something important or they're very intelligent. When all it is basically saying is we want to brainwash your children. Look at this. Look, look at this last statement. Listen to this, guys. For example, Ashoka is building and activating networks to create fundamental changes in the growing up experience of children and young people so that everyone can become a change maker. Hey, how about you get the fuck out of my family and I'll raise my goddamn kids how I feel? Oh, here's a concept. How about my kids get to do what they want to fucking do? What right is it of yours to building and activating networks to create fundamental changes in the growing up of experience of children and young people? Uh, the ideas of Ashoka Fellows today will point to the areas of greatest collective impact tomorrow. God, just they don't say anything. We are investing in the people and patterns of collaborative entrepreneurship that are necessary in an everyone necessary in an everyone a change maker world. Oh, ooh, this is, this is, uh, this is real culty. This, the, oh, Captain, President Cappy would uh, send a couple spies into this. Resources, work with us, press and media, events. Where do they get their money? Well, there you go, go guys. Uh, St. Thomas University, I hope you like your... Scientology teacher there, your your new dean, your new president. Woof. I don't trust you guys. I don't trust that at all. God damn it, am I a nice guy? I chose who really cares about you kids. Even though I yell and scream and curse at you millennial college students, I think you're a bunch of fucking retards. But I just want to point out, you got the, this is the captain of your ship over there at St. Thomas University now. Kind of who. Do they sacrifice virgins and little baby children somewhere? I'm imagining there's a chamber underneath St. Thomas. If not, Julie's building it right now. And there will be sacrifices with goat heads and maybe, uh, I don't know, there will be a, a temple of Baal. That's almost conflicting or contradictory, don't you think? She's supposed to be a Roman Catholic, but then she belongs to this other cult. All right, let's get some more sponsors in here. Uh, AssholeConsulting.com, if you guys need help, which a lot of you do, uh, go to AssholeConsulting.com and contact the old captain. We'll solve your problems for you. At least I'll give you a a point in the right direction. Trust you me, it's cheap. It is dirt cheap, not only compared to what else regular advice and consulting would take you, um, but the, uh, the fact that it's blunt and direct and truthful is going to save you a lot of time and... If it can save you from making a painful mistake like going to the University of St. Thomas. What'd you major in? Goat cutting. We majored in goat sacrifice. 
Dr. Sullivan is our new lord and master. I have a triple doctorate in Ashoka goat slicing sacrifice. Drink from the goat ball sack. Uh, so if you don't want to end up like that, go to Asshole Consulting. Now, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you may. we got about 3,000 listeners weekly. If I do the math right, I don't know. Uh, but it's 100 bucks a month, and that also gets you an ad on the old blog and the YouTube channel. Uh, we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. If you're sick and tired of listening to the old captain, you want to listen to some other blogs and podcasts. We have the 405 Media. You have Small Scale Life, the world of Lori Zook, Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, Kanto Talk, which I'm going to be on later on in about five hours. Uh, good old Leslie baby is going to be on there too. Uh, Tom Likas at blowmeuptom.com. I'll tell you this. Let me tell you something right now. I'm not joking you. I will infinitely trust Tom Likas for whatever the crassness and the misogyny you people, you may, you may hate his guts, but by God, I'll trust Tom Likas before I fucking trust this Julie Sullivan gal. Tom don't even like kids. Your, your infant child is infinitely safer with Tom Likas than Julie Sullivan. Probably end up on the head on a pike or a stick and, oh, come to St. Thomas. Everyone's wearing goat head, what else, goat head uh, capes. Just, ugh. Picturing it like Jack Donovan, but weird. Uh, so go to blowmeuptom.com. The Cynical Libertarian Society, you can find that. You, uh, uh, podcast, I think he's on Libsys. Uh, but you can just search Cynical Libertarian Society. Uh, then we have Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat. You can go to GloriousHat.com. Get your Glorious Hat. If you want a shirt, go to Race Riot Apparel, R-A-Y-C-E, R-A-Y-C-E, uh, at CafePress.com slash Race Riot Apparel. Academic Composition, go to AcademicComposition.com, where you can get your resume done for $100, and they will do your homework and write your papers for you. Be smart like smart corporations who outsource the shit that they don't want to do. Outsource your homework that isn't necessary for you to graduate. Go to academiccomposition.com. If you need someone to do some kind of audio work and you like their voice or you need voice work, go to jimfear138.blogspot.com. That's jimfear138.blogspot.com. Jim has done a couple books for me. And Undertow Audio. Go undertowaudio.com. Undertow will take care of you as well. They're both very busy. That's why I got two of them. And if you also want to have Davis Arini read some of your books, you go staresattheworld.com as well. Max at Wooter.co. You say, why are you giving me an email address? Well, you may want to email Max at Wooter.co because if you are an author <coughs> and you have yourself a book that you'd like to uh, advertise, he has a great Instagram site, which I never understood Instagram, but he's got almost 30,000 followers. You go to Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list, and it's the ultimate reading list that you may want to go and advertise your book on. It's $100 a month. I can almost guarantee you're going to get that $100 back, so it's at least worth one month of advertising. Regardless, email Max at max at wooter, spelled W-O-O-T-E-R, dot co, not com, dot co. Let them know the captain sent you. Also, take a look at that site. See if there's some books you'd like to read. Gab.ai and Minds.com. You say, what the hell is that? Uh, Gab.ai is not an alternative, it is the replacement to Twitter, and it's where all basically the adults who want to have the freedom of speech go. You're not going to be nitpicked or nagged or, or uh, kicked off uh, by, what's his name, Jack Dorsey, um, whatever, the Twitter guy, the CEO of Twitter who decided like he's just going to kick people off if they're alt-right. Uh, if you want to truly speak your mind and have a freedom of speech, go to gab.ai. The old captain's there. <clears throat> Find me at, you could just search Aaron Clary. 
There is a wait list to get in because they're trying to build up their servers. Uh, so I recommend you go and uh, sign up now. Uh, and then if you want an alternative to Facebook, you can go to Minds.com. I'm on Minds.com as well. That's where the old captain is. Uh, so you can um, find us. At, that's in case Facebook decides to get all creepy and uh, censor-like. And uh, oh, we don't like you. You, you, did, you, did, you did not kiss the ring of Hillary Clinton. Uh, then we have two classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks and stocks, bonds, investing. Oh, my. Uh, if you are looking to learn about investing, finance, personal retirement, uh, that kind of stuff, uh, consider taking one of my classes online. You can search them by the title. So just search the analysis evaluation of stocks. And then you can also search stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. They're offered hundreds of different places. So whatever place is online and cheapest, that's the place for you to take it. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I'll still get your money. Uh, but be on your best behavior if you take these classes. These are not uh, political forums. Do not say the trumpeting. Do not say Hillary Clinton, that stupid cunt bench whore. Do not say that. Uh, it's a bunch of old grandma ladies, basically, that take these classes. And um, you'd be wise to, too. The earlier you take these classes, like most of my books, like most wisdom, the earlier you get it, the better off you're going to be. My favorite is, like, I'm 61. I just got divorced. The husband did all the money and finance things. I didn't know anything. I'd like to retire in three years. I have $3.48. I just, I just think it's time to get serious about retirement. It's too fucking late. It's too late to retire now. You fucked it, fucked it, fucked it, fucked it up bad. It's too late. Go get cat food. You're gonna be in a cheap nursing home now. Uh, so don't let that happen to you. Take my classes now while you're young and you can actually do something about it. Uh, I think I had another fan mail. Hang on. Hey, you know what? I can't find it. It's somewhere else. We'll do that on the next podcast. All right, that's it. That's for the Clary Podcast. If you would, be so kind. Share, like, uh, whatever else. Uh, comment, subscribe, vote up on the iTunes. Do all those things uh, if you like the Clary Podcast and you want the old captain to go viral. And then ensure that I'll be here forever. Uh, and then you guys have a good Thanksgiving. I will. I might, because I think everyone leaves. Everyone is leaving on Thanksgiving. The old captain will have his entire house to himself. I might do the zero fucks given hour. Um, I'll do a live stream. I might do that um, late at night, depending on who's around and if I can run internet out to my new recording studio. Um, cause right now the bandwidth is not the best out there, but, um, we'll, we'll figure that out. Anyway, uh, keep your eyes open around, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I only have to be on the road one day. Um, and I know the Thanksgiving week is always kind of a slow traffic day, but I still like being on cause there's always the, you know, the parentless bachelors or the orphans or whatever. So, uh, yeah, keep your eye open. We might have some kind of interwebs thing going on. See you guys later. Toodles.